you know, Hap made great throws. I think that's where you got to start with those two plays, is he made two two really, really good throws. Things got to go right still to score a guy from third with, with one out. Um, he made a good throw. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. So I was in Minneapolis this weekend, long 4th of July weekend, decided, you know, go visit some friends, visit some family, go up to the Twin Cities. And on Monday night, which felt like Saturday night, you know what I mean? On Monday night, uh, we went uptown, Minneapolis, I think. St. Paul and Minneapolis in my head, I really struggled to keep them organized. We went uptown, which is different than the North Loop which I think is what it's called. There's all these different neighborhoods you can go out in, in these different parts of town. I never been out in Uptown before. And we went to a place, it was a brewery. And then we went to another bar, which was more or less just a bar. But I, I'm very interested when I go to other places in the Midwest or in the country or even like within an hour or two from home. I'm always very interested to, to observe bars What's in the bar? How is it decorated? What are people doing? What are they wearing? And every time I go to a bigger city, and Minneapolis is certainly, like Madison is a big city, but not as big as Minneapolis. It's fascinating. Being in a bar, there's arcade games, right? And this wasn't like an arcade bar. This is just a bar, a lot of arcade games. There were shelves with board games. You could play Jenga on tables up on the roof and there were all these different things to do, games you could grab. And I I guess I always appreciate that when I go to Wisconsin bars, it's like, oh, you need something to do? Here's a stool. Sit down and start drinking. You know what I mean? And I'm going out of Minneapolis. It's like, well, you can sip your beer while you play Jenga. No, no, no. In Wisconsin bars, you know what a big Jenga game would be? That would be a distraction from the task at hand, which is sucking down as many $2 rum and Cokes as you can before the price returns to normal at 9 o'clock. Oh, you need something to do while you're drinking? Why don't you go grab some pull tabs out of the machine? That won't take away from your drink. Oh, why don't you throw some songs on the touch tunes? Arcade games? How about you arcade game that double rail into your mouth? Like, it's always funny to me going to big cities where the bar is always full of things and, and games and activities for you to do. And then Wisconsin's like, hey, here's a massive circle bar and a bunch of stools. Go nuts. <laughs> it's a big cultural difference I always enjoy observing. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had a great Independence Day and a long weekend. If you were lucky enough to have yesterday off and or Monday off, uh, my company and my coworkers, very nice, very generous to give everyone Monday off so we could stretch this baby out into a four-day weekend. It was great. I saw some friends and family. I hung out by the pool. Did not get sunburned except for my legs. It was so hot and sunny on Monday. Uh, The tops of my feet are really sunburned and my thighs. But my face, my complexion, oh, looks great. Uh, Not red, no peeling, no burning. I know you were all uh, you were all very concerned. I know you were wondering. We're going to talk Brewers tonight. Some NBA news over the weekend, too. The Bucks retaining Brooke Lopez, retaining Chris Middleton. Not sure if either one was surprising. Not sure if either player returning to the Bucks is totally shocking or surprising. I'm not sure if there's a ton to say, but there are some certain things to say about the return of Middleton and Lopez and then some other big NBA stories as well. And I want to talk about those stories in the second half of the show. Sometimes I'm a little hesitant to talk NBA basketball. It's like, oh, who wants to talk NBA? Well, we've been talking Brewers nonstop for like a month. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I underestimate a lot of folks that listen to this show sometimes in, in what they're willing to talk about. I think we've talked enough brewers. I think we've beaten every Jordan Love topic into the ground and then some. So let's talk some NBA basketball and some of the big stories in the NBA in the second half of the show. 608-321-1670 is the number to call if you'd like to join the show. And I'm on Twitter always at Wisco Grant. So you can tweet me and normally argue. I had some Brewers takes yesterday that weren't very popular uh, as that game wrapped up. So it's a lot of fighting. It's a lot of arguing. Sports schedule was really quiet the last few weeks. And it's going to be quiet this week. It's going to be really quiet next week with the All-Star break. Up until this week, we were waiting on NBA free agency, which started last Friday. And it's all quiet with the Packers. Like, there's nothing going on with Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinds. No stories for NBA free agency the last couple weeks. No story with the Packers. So basically, like I said, we've just been talking Brewers, who have been pretty boring, pretty pretty middling. Like, when the offense got going, the pitching would go in the tank. And vice versa, they were fighting to, you know, hang out just slightly above 500. And yeah, they were near the top of the division, but the division's not great. And, and I don't think any of us were jumping up and down as, as the Brewers, you know, being some dark horse contender in the National League to make a run in September or October. All of a sudden, last week, and especially this last weekend, the Brewers got really fun. Like, they started beating up on the Pirates. They had some awesome games against the Cubs this week. And of course, the Brewers finally get electric when you know, we have two days off and there's no sports radio yesterday or the day before. So I feel like we've kind of missed out on uh, some really good opportunities this week to talk Brewers baseball. So I'm happy to be back. Very happy with the series against the Pirates. Just going back a couple of days, seeing we didn't get a chance to talk about this last weekend series. Wins on Saturday and Sunday, taking two out of three from the Pirates. Friday night was funny because the game was on Apple TV, right? And I don't have Apple TV+. Plus. That's my problem, which is why I don't complain about it and why I don't tweet about it and make it a thing. If I really wanted to watch Friday night's game so bad, I would buy Apple TV. And the fact that I didn't buy Apple TV means that I didn't want to watch that bad. That's a personal choice that I made. So I'm not going to whine about it and act like it's the end of the world because it's not. I was also in the process of moving because my lease is up for the year and I've moved every year since, <laughs> since 2020. I don't know why I choose this existence, but... I have. This is my life. So I was in the in the midst of moving. I was very busy, and I knew that I wasn't going to be on the air until today. So put yourself in my shoes on Friday night. You got a million things going on. You don't have a way to watch the game, and you know that you don't have to talk about this game because you're not going to be on air until almost a week down the road come Wednesday afternoon, which is right now. So I didn't pay attention to Friday night's game at all. Did not pay attention. Saw the Brewers were losing. Saw that it you know wasn't going well, and then I saw that they lost at the end. I'm like, oh, whatever. Didn't watch. Don't care. And then I saw how it happened, and I saw that Matt Bush blew a save. Well, now I'm upset. Now I'm mad. Didn't watch the game, wasn't invested at all. Wasn't going to care that they lost until I saw that Matt Bush blew a save. And then I was, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was upset. Matt Bush has uh, since then been shuffled off the Brewers Major League roster, so we don't have to worry about Matt Bush. He can't hurt anyone anymore. So that was the silver lining, at least from Friday night. But then the Brewers go on to win Saturday, Sunday. The comeback on Monday against the Cubs was a blast after falling behind six to nothing. That's just good baseball. That's just fun. That's entertaining baseball. And yesterday was fun too. And I know the Brewers didn't win. And it was a bummer at the end. Felt like the Brewers kind of maybe blew a chance or two to win that game in the ninth and in the 10th and in the 11th. Yesterday was fun too. And we can talk about, you know, the parts that weren't so fun. But I think this week has, has shown me and gotten me back into the Brewers a little bit because I want to not be able to turn my team off 
Does that make sense? Like, all too often in the last couple of years when the Brewers haven't been playing their best baseball, they fall behind two to nothing, fall behind three to nothing in the second or the third. And I think we all think the same thing. We think, okay, it's done. <laughs> I, can, I can move on with my night. I can do something else because the Brewers are not the type of team to come from behind, even if it's just two runs. Right? If Freddie Peralta gives up three runs in the second inning and it's a 3 nothing game, well, this game's as, as good as over. This game's dead. And the Brewers coming from behind on Monday and winning, and even coming from behind yesterday, although they ultimately lost, like that gets me excited about this team because that means on a Tuesday night in July or a Saturday afternoon when I'm excited to watch the Brewers and they fall behind in the first couple of innings, I don't immediately go and turn the game off, right? They, they keep me hooked. And that all too often the last few years hasn't been the case. So this week was, at least from an entertainment standpoint, a, a great step in the right direction. And also the Brewers are playing some pretty good baseball right now. Now, yesterday's game got a lot of people angry, which sucks because it was a great game. And it was really entertaining. And that's basically what Council said after the game. And I think I have the audio here. And I'm just blindly clicking somewhere because I think I can get it. Craig Council basically recognized it. It was a great game. The Brewers just didn't win. There's some great rallies late against against a good reliever. Against two good relievers having good years. And um, um, we, we did it right. We lost on, a, on a, just a ground ball that unfortunately was hit to the right spot for them. I give the Brewers offense a ton of credit for yesterday and fighting back. And I give the Brewers as a whole a big thank you and a, and a big and a big pat on the back because I was driving back from Minneapolis. I had many hours in the car yesterday afternoon, and all I wanted was some entertainment. I wanted to stay hooked. I wanted something to watch and listen to, and they delivered. Now, they didn't win, but they delivered a really entertaining game yesterday. I give the offense a ton of credit for chipping away and fighting back, especially after the top of the eighth inning, because the Cubs went up four to nothing. And those two runs that were scored on the double over Christian Yelich's head, that two out double, I pushed it to a four run game. And I think we all kind of felt like, okay, there's the gut punch, right? It seemed like maybe they could come back two days in a row. Seemed like they were still in the game, but that hit, that seems to be a, that seems to be a backbreaker. And it wasn't, they scored two runs in the eighth. They scored two runs in the ninth. And at the very least got very, very close, probably should have won yesterday's game and the Brewers ovens did it they chipped away and they came back without ever needing a big inning they didn't have a crooked number right they didn't have the benefit of a five or a six run inning they didn't even have the benefit of a home run which they don't get credit for like the Brewers lost yesterday so I heard calls to different shows and I've seen a lot of tweets where it's like they're always playing for the big inning they're always playing for the home run did you watch yesterday's game it was a lot of singles it was a lot situational hitting a lot of playing for one run, two run, chipping away at the lead. Uh, the Brewers looked like a small ball team yesterday. Now, they couldn't get the one run that they needed in the 10th or the 11th, but I, I take a little bit of an objection to people, Brewers fans, saying after yesterday, well, they're always playing for the home run. I, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite yesterday. We always say of the Brewers, they're always swinging for the fences. They're always trying to do too much. Well, I know you believe that, and I know you've been conditioned to think that, in your life as a Brewers fan, but I watched yesterday and I saw an offense that chipped away little by little. I saw a couple of hitters do a tremendous job hitting situationally. And I tweeted this yesterday. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. And I, I wrote down Rami Tapia's name and I wrote down William Contreras's name. William Contreras in the second half of yesterday's game was so good situationally in the sixth inning. The Brewers are down four to one, two outs. 
And William Contreras just puts the ball in play, rolls it up the, the right field line, the first base line, and a little, little crafty, a little sneaky base running, maybe swung just a little bit out to the left, made that throw difficult. The ball goes by the first baseman, then heads up enough to get to second base. That play ignited the offense a little bit. It made it a 4-2 game. Felt like the Brewers got back into it on that play. Situationally, really, really, really good. And I know David Ross was mad about it and Cubs fans were mad about it. It's the same thing that the St. Louis Cardinals did to the Brewers a couple weeks ago. And Craig Council said of that play after the game in his postgame press conference, he said, yeah, that's not against the rules. That's good base running. That's a good manipulation of the rules. That's a player knowing how baseball. It was Brendan Donovan who maybe just bended, maybe flexed the baseline, the, the, the path of the runner just a little bit, just enough to influence the throw. That's good base running. That's what Craig Council said weeks ago, and I'm sure that's what Craig Council would say about William Contreras's uh, path, let's say, that he chose to take to first base. So that was in the seventh inning, the sixth inning. He came back up in the eighth inning, single to the opposite field. And I thought Rock and Levering did a very good job of pointing out that he was just trying to muscle the ball into that big gap between the second baseman and the first baseman. Didn't have to be pretty. Didn't have to hit it hard. Just muscle it through that gap. There's so much room. He found the grass, and he kept the inning alive for Rowdy and forced David Ross to switch pitchers. He forced David Ross to be a manager, which is one of the best things that the Brewers can do in this series is just force David Ross to manage. And William Contreras reading the defense, reading the situation of the game, not trying to do too much. And then in the ninth inning, hit the sack fly to tie it at six and force extras. And obviously, go back and watch the highlights. He was obviously just trying to elevate the ball, just get it up, lift it up, get it into the outfield. It was very clear that was his objective. Tremendous situational hitting, situational base running, just situational offense from William Contreras. Three different times between the sixth, the eighth, and the ninth inning. That's really impressive. That's not playing for the big inning. That's not swinging for the fences. That's really, really good small ball. Ramiel Tapia, two at-bats that stuck out to me. One in the seventh inning. He struck out, but it was a long battle of an at-bat, and it was very clear that he was just trying to shoot one down the third baseline because he got very close shooting one down the line. It was just foul, and you could see how frustrated he was. He was like, there, I had it. That's what I was trying to do. Now, he ultimately strikes out. He comes back up in the ninth, leads off the ninth inning, and he goes back to that same well. It's very clear he's trying to shoot that ball down the third baseline, and he does it. Singles to left, which starts the whole rally. It starts the whole thing. So Brewers fans, and we're going to talk about Jason Lane and the strategy or lack thereof from Craig Council in the 10th and the 11th, but I hear a lot of complaining about, well, the Brewers are always swinging for the fences or trying to do too much. What about just playing for a run? Man, did you not see yesterday the Brewers Chipping away slowly, single, 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 situational hitting, just putting the ball in play and chipping away ever so slowly at that deficit, which is really hard to do. William Contreras and Rami Tapia, just two guys who I thought were excellent yesterday. I know they lost, but the Brewers have won, what, 8 of 11, 8 of 12. They're playing the most exciting brand of baseball that we've seen all year. Unfortunately, it didn't result in the win yesterday, and we can talk about exactly why. It didn't result in a win. I'm not that upset at Jason Lane. I'm not that upset at Craig Council. But then again, I'm not one to get upset at Craig Council. So we can talk about what went wrong or I guess more specifically what didn't go right for the Brewers in extra innings. And if you'd like to join me to discuss, you can 608-321-1670. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Look, it was a great game today. Um, you know, we're on the losing side of it, unfortunately, but 
really good game. Um, you know, I thought both teams just left everything out there for sure. Um, and then we, you know, we battled back down four again and, and battled back. Um, you know, put together some great rallies late against against a good reliever, uh, against two good relievers having good years, and um, um, we we did it right. We lost on a on a, just a ground ball that unfortunately was hit to the right spot for them. As Brewers manager Craig Council, you know that. I agree. I agree with everything he just said there. I had a blast watching yesterday's game, and I think there were couple of good things to take away from that game. Some really good situational hitting. Weirdly, some good examples of small ball. I know they couldn't get the one run that they needed in the 10th and again in the 11th. We can talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But sometimes that's, that's the way she goes. Sometimes you have a great game. Both teams are making plays and one team's got to win at the end of the day. I'm not trying to downplay yesterday's loss. I was bummed too, but geez, it was the 4th of July and a beautiful day and we're all on holiday and all i saw on twitter was people just losing their minds let's not let's not let a baseball game that great that fun ruin our day i'm not trying to be mr positivity and sunshine and roses today i'm just genuinely telling you how i felt last night and today 608-321-1670 twitter at wisco grant if you want to join the show that is the uh the twitter handle and the phone number to do so, I was talking a little bit about William Contreras and Ramiel Tapia, and I just thought the Brewers were actually pretty good situationally. Now, they came up one run short in the ninth. They had an opportunity to walk it off, and then again in the 10th, and then again in the 11th. And I know a lot of people are mad about Jason Lane. I just, as a rule of thumb, I'm kind of anti-third base coach discourse. <laughs> like, I, I'm a little bit against all of the sudden being upset and losing my mind at a guy that I have never once talked about, never once discussed. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. I just, it's like, we haven't talked about Jason Lane in so long. We haven't, like, I don't even think about him. I'm not losing my mind over him yesterday. I I don't, I don't really love talking about their base coaches. He could have made the opposite call in both instances, could have held the runner in the 10th, could have held the runner in the 11th, would have been fine with it. I was fine that he chose to be aggressive and send both of those guys. I was fine either way. I'm pretty indifferent on this. I would imagine a lot of you feel differently, and that's why tonight's show is going to be fun. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, uh, Dean and lacrosse. How you doing? What's up, Dean? Are you going to disagree hey. with me? Or are we going to argue about a third base coach of all things, uh, of all people? <laughs> I always have some spin that's got nothing to do with what you're talking about. Uh, so here it goes. I was just going to say, Jesse Winker coming in uh, to pinch hit on Monday. Um, yeah, it forced the hand of David Ross in terms of saying, yeah, I'm going to switch pitchers. Mm-hmm. So they announced Jesse Winker, and then Jemai Jones comes in so with a lefty-righty matchup. I, I was just thinking to myself, at this point in Jesse Winker's career, I, I kind of said the other day when I called in, he's a Brewer killer in terms of when he was playing for other teams, he would always just tee off on the Brewers, and now that he's with us, he's just doing what we well, would Can I – one, one thing, I hate to cut you off, yeah. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this frustration out on you, and it's frustration that I've, I've built up over the last couple of days because I keep here. Fine. Well, Jesse Winker was a killer of the Brewers. He was a killer of the NL Central. I feel like he was just really good for one year. And we have blown that one year up to say that he's always killed the Brewers. He's always been great in the Central. Ah, 
I think I think it was just the one season, and a lot of players can just have one great season, don't you think? Well, I think there's certain players, like when Eric Thames would play against the Reds, he would always just tee off. You just get that itch that, like, Jesse Winker was going to make the difference in whatever game. So maybe not statistically, just in my mind, he was always one of those guys you didn't want to have up against you if it actually was a meaningful game. Sure. Uh, as a matter of opinion and guts, I understand that I don't have my receipts. But, yeah, I mean, he comes up there, and it's like – I I don't see him as a threat. I feel I feel like any player that's getting taken out for Jesse Winker at that point is going to be <laughs> is a better matchup to go against Jesse Winker. And then they take him out and put in Jemai Jones, the only player on the roster that could possibly have less sort of threat behind him. And everyone after the game, I, I think I listened to the wrap up from the TV and the radio guys who are, you know, similarly gushing, saying, oh, Craig Council pushed all the right buttons. <laughs> it's like, well, it's somewhat results-oriented. And sure, you're talking course. about take out a hitter to put in Winker so you can have a lefty-lefty and, and force the, the move by David Ross and then put in Jemai Jones. Man, I'm glad it worked out. But that was one of those thinking into myself kind of moments where I'm like, yeah, we're we're done. Like <laughs> this rally is over right now because yeah. how many times do the Brewers have the bases loaded and then they do something like that? Well, Winker got hit with a pitch Thank yesterday. You. I was like, hell yeah, yes, absolutely. Because there's just yeah. there's not a lot of threatening Brewers hitters right now. There's a few, and I'm I'm building confidence slowly but surely in Willie Adamas. I'm feeling a little bit better about him. Rowdy Telez is very much in my my doghouse and we can talk about Rowdy Telez and first base he went on the injured list earlier this afternoon so we'll talk about that but I'm with you I don't want to be too results oriented which is why I don't want to freak out about Jason Lane it's like if that throw is six inches one way or another the Brewers win and and Jason Lane's name is not mentioned once in the state of Wisconsin and now we all want his head on a spike I just feel like that's a little bit reactionary a little bit results oriented like you said yeah and I you know, Owen Miller, I was singing his praises last week. He did kind of uh, get aggressive <laughs> on, on some of those uh, base running issues. So it is what it is. But I, I was going to say I had with my four-year-old, uh, you know, he, he likes cheering for the Packers because, you know, they like the Vikings. We sort of had like the <laughs> Brewers-Cubs. Okay. It, it was like, this is, well, this is a meaningful uh, series here. We don't like the Cubs very well. Yeah. And, um yeah, I, I think I explained to him the only reason this is a real rivalry is because sometimes the Cubs win because he was pretty upset yesterday after the wow. Cubs pulled that one off, after I was jumping around, after they tied, you know. So I think it was it was a fun baseball day just in terms of learning what it is to be a Brewers fan, and most of the time that's the real experience that you should expect. So. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a really fun game. And, Dean, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. I'm going to let yeah. you go. It was a You're really – fun game and if you know I'll, I'll take that like i i don't want to be same old brewers we you know we can't do anything right i thought the brewers did a lot of things right yesterday it took him a little while kyle hendricks was very good and that's a pitcher who's seen the brewers a lot and i think probably knows how to pitch against the brewers a lot dean mentioned owen miller um i i guess i i didn't see the play when he was going first to second when Andrew Monasterio, who was pinch running, now he was trying to go home, and that was in the 10th inning, and then Owen Miller got gunned down going to second. I think it was Rock who mentioned Owen Miller kind of eased up a little bit. Let's hustle into second base. I wasn't really thrilled hearing that about Owen Miller. Something else not many people are talking about. In the top of the eighth, when the Cubs added on two runs, there was an infield single that Cody Bellinger hit towards third base, 
and Owen Miller just couldn't really get his glove on it. And I'm not saying that Owen Miller like needs to make that play. I will say, I think Brian Anderson makes that play. And therefore, I will say that I think if Brian Anderson plays yesterday and not Owen Miller, I think the Brewers win. You know, take Jason Lane out, forget, forget Craig Council and, and bunting small ball. Just I think if simply Brian Anderson plays yesterday, I think the Brewers win. Weird sports butterfly effect thing. Let's take another call, 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant, you normally have a, an excellent radio voice. But oh. When you are... Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I say Dale. Sorry. But when you're on First World Electronics, your radio voice comes to a whole other level. Oh, where is that you? right? Where are you right now? I'm in the Zone Studio in Madison. I do my show here from time to I've done my show here before. I Does it sound that much different? It really does. I almost wow. didn't recognize you. I, t- I tuned in a little late, and I was like, oh, is someone filling in for Grant today? Wow. Then yeah, I was, uh, I was hanging out in here with Austin during the Bill Michaels show today, too, because I'm eventually going to take over his Bill's guy. So it was kind of fun. Bill kind of had a, a peanut gallery today between me and Austin. It was a good time. Well, on a, on a Wednesday afternoon, as I sit here uh, doing manly things that Dave would love, you know, trying to work with fondant on a cake right now for poker night tomorrow. Nice. I can't help but think about Monday. I went to a baseball game, and I, for the first time in a long time, noticed Craig Council's genius. Oh, there was that. There oh, was that, and I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the seats, and, and to set the scene next to me is a Cubs fan, right? Because it's 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 a Cubs game. Yep. Uh, and he's with his, you know, maybe eight year old son, right? He's in Little League. They're talking about Little League principles, and there were that game on Monday. It it seemed like every rule in baseball kind of came out. Yep. There was a balk. There were all types of things going on, right? So his dad's kind of, you know, explaining all the rules to his son sitting next to him. And then we got to, like, whatever that was, the sixth or seventh inning, when we had, I think, seven total player switches in one inning, um, where Craig Council just seemed to be managing circles around the other guy. Yeah. And it was noticeable live. And I feel like that's – because when you're live at a baseball game, Interesting. you know, usually I'm about – you know, conservative eight to 14 beers in, beers in, especially those <laughs> one o'clock starts. And, yeah. you know, it, you just, you don't really notice the nuances. It's easy on TV when the announcers are saying it, but there were audible gaps by the Cubs fans when they realized, holy cow, we just had somebody we've never heard of. First, what, they signed the guy that morning. Yep. Came in, base clearing double, whatever, the whole story, right, from Monday's game. And I was thinking to myself, Maybe this is why Grant gets so into baseball. Yeah, I really like watching the strategy of Craig Council, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think you need to sometimes, and this is true of all sports, you need to remove the results from your evaluation of whatever is going on. Was it a good process? Was it the right idea? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I really like Craig Council. I think he's as sharp as you will find in Major League Baseball. And, yes, I think he's miles better than David Ross. And I'm not trying to dump on David Ross, although I thought his press conference last night was a really bad look. If nothing, you know, for no other reason than he swore a lot. Like, you can drop one swear word. If it's a lot of Fs and Ss, it's like, okay, man, let's, let's take it a little easy. Ask Cubs fans. They don't think he's a good manager. Like, I don't think, I think he is a substitute gym teacher of a manager, respectfully. And that is no more obvious than when he's managing against Craig Council. 
Yeah, it was just uh, it was a lot of fun to be there for a Cubs game, and uh, you know, to, yeah. for them to be so far ahead. You know, I really didn't get that feeling. I don't know. It's just I was talking to this guy, and again, I was you know conservative, fourteen beers in, uh, and it just reminded me of some of those Badger games where the Badgers would be way behind. You got some Nebraska fan yelling at you. You know, you're down on the field, and all of a sudden you're getting heckled, and then boom. Running back number three goes off for 80 yards, and all of a sudden the Badgers are ahead. They just kind of got that feeling again. I was like, okay, maybe I can become a baseball caller. We'll see. I like that. Oh, and by the way, before I let you go back about John and take a break, I want you to to mark it down on your schedule for next week. I am hosting all five days for Bill, who's going on vacation. And now that Ben Kenny is not here, it's it's just going to be me for four hours every day. But at some point next week, and I will let you know which, I'm going to get Zach Heilprin in studio, and we're just going to do a Badger hour. From start to finish, 60 minutes, of, and I'm going to go all out. I'm going to research. I'm going to prepare topics. I'm going to go. We're, we're going to listen to Badger-themed music, and I'm going to have image Badger hour, okay? And I will let you know what hour on what day. I'm not sure yet, but just mark it down and, and be ready. It's dangerous. It's the offseason. I spent my lunch hour today going through all of the other skill positions from Melvin Gordon's draft <laughs> to analyze whether or not Melvin Gordon was overdrafted. So if you need that intel, i got a spreadsheet for you. Oh, my God. I might hit you up for that. Thank you, Vagabond John. Appreciate you. All right. Later, Grant. Later. I, uh, I, I love that he talked about the in-person perspective of watching a manager because I'll listen to – you know, Bill Simmons is the example who comes to mind. Bill Simmons, if you ever listen to his pod, he'll talk about, I have Clippers tickets, and he'll go to see guys in person because you see different things and you get a different... Now, of course, you need to be sitting somewhat close to the court to pick up on those things, and Bill Simmons has, you know, all the money in the world to do that. I've never heard someone say, you got to go watch a baseball game in person because you just can't get a good read on the manager through the TV. <laughs> like, I've never heard anyone break it down like that before and maybe that goes to speak you know maybe maybe i've talked so much about craig council that that seed was in the back of agabond john's mind or maybe just maybe craig council was so impressive especially when positioned across the diamond from david ross who i don't believe to be a good manager at all maybe it was that obvious and maybe you could feel it and see it in in person we talk more cubs brewers coming up in just a couple minutes i want to take a five minute break we're back after this on the wisco sports show this is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills. Hope you've had an awesome day. Talking Brewers. I don't want to talk Brewers the whole two hours. I know I've been talking a lot of Brewers the last two or three weeks. But there's nothing going on with the Packers. We were in a holding pattern waiting on the Bucks to see what Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez would do. We were in a holding pattern with the rest of the NBA waiting to see what would happen and free agency. And now Damian Lillard has requested a trade. And I guess James Harden wants out as well. So I want to talk about some NBA stories in the second half of the show. But we do have a ton to discuss with the Brewers after yesterday. I actually thought there were a ton of positives in yesterday's game. William Contreras is really starting to grow on me. Not that I didn't like him. Not that I ever doubted him. I I, I was never anti-William Contreras. But he had three at-bats in yesterday's game. I think in the sixth, in the eighth, in the ninth, or something like that, where I was impressed his situational hitting. Yep, in the 6th, the 8th, and the ninth. I was right. Why did I doubt myself? 
In the sixth, he had that infield single where he just bent the baseline a little bit to make that throw difficult. Really good situational baseball, and that's well within the rules. Craig Council gave the Cardinals credit for doing the same thing. Brendan Donovan did the same thing a couple weeks ago, and Craig Council said after the game, that's legal. That's a good application of the rules. William Contreras, good situational hitting, situational base running. In the eighth inning, he just forced that ball into the empty space between first and second base. He's behind the plate, and he sees there's a lot of room right there. Got to exploit it, and he did. And then in the ninth inning, he sack flies the tying run home, and it was so clear. Go back and watch the at-bat. Watch the highlights. It was so obvious. He was just trying to elevate the ball. He wasn't trying to hit a home run, wasn't trying to hit a line drive. He was just trying to elevate a fly ball to do what the Brewers needed him to do. Some really good situational hitting from William Contreras yesterday. So I get more excited about him the more often I watch him play. Ramiel Tapia had some really good situational hitting. Now, there were some bad moments in yesterday's game. They weren't able to get it done in the 10th and in the 11th. And Jason Lane, I know a lot of people are angry at Jason Lane today. I tend to just not really care about third base coaches. That's just a, tr- a way that I try to live my life. I try not to concern myself with them because most of the time they don't matter. I don't even think he mattered yesterday. Good on Ian Happ for making two really good throws, right? I, my dad he taught me a lot about sports. One of the things he, he would always tell me, Grant, you got to make the guy make a throw. Make the guy make a play. And Rock and Rick, Rock and Rick texted in, said those were two great throws. You tip your cap. If either one of those throws are just slightly off, the Brewers win, right? I sleeping okay last night thinking about Jason Lane. Actually, I, I didn't think about Jason Lane at all. And slept well not thinking about Jason Lane, but really not that bent out of shape about the decision-making. Could have held him. Would have been fine. He sent him. Also fine with me. Whatever. I think it was a 50-50 play. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. It's Mike from Chippewa Falls. Mike from Chippewa Falls. Mike, I was in, well, not in Chippewa Falls. I went through Chippewa Falls kind of on 94. I stopped in Osseo, needed to get gas, so kind of in your neck of the woods up there. Yeah. Um, I just want to congratulate you on your first day as a producer. It was electric being on the Bill Michaels show don't, today. It was a blast. Don't forget don't forget us little people when you I could uh, could never. I think it was I think it was Vegas Bon John that said you sounded different or was it the, someone else? But um yeah, I was I always watched the Bill Michaels show on the big screen my big screen T V nice. you sound so different on there. I didn't even recognize your voice. I said, Is really? Grant or I know it's not awesome, but... Uh, I, I, yeah. puff, I puff up my chest a little bit. We're on from the lakefront to the riverfront, Mike, in Chippewa Falls. I, I mean, you got to project a little bit more. Yeah. Now, are you moving to Madison, or...? Yes, I, I have, uh, well, yes. I you were. So It'd be a heck of a commute. Be a heck of a commute, for sure. Yeah, really, I know. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to do it from your, from your uh, studios on the cross, but... Um, oh, I was uh, wondering if you're going to be on the live stream on the YouTube channel when you're hosting. That's a good question. I don't I want think so. Uh, now, we got some webcams in the studio here. Maybe I could figure it out. I mean, if I have the opportunity to be on your big screen, Mike, then maybe I got I to gotta put some effort in. I got to find a way to figure it out. Yeah, I was listening to you through a 1974 Marantz receiver. Ooh. And some nice uh, subwoofer, a nice subwoofer and a couple of nice uh, bookshelf speakers. Today, oh so I was able, right now. I'm listening to you on a pair of uh, four foot tall clip speakers with a 12 inch subwoofer and a 1983 Harman Kardon Not amplifier, William Streamer. Look, look um, at you! <laughs> I've been a hi fi nut since 1975, but yeah, sometimes you, you just sound different. And remember, I've told you before, I was in 1940 and 1936 radio, so yeah, yeah, always different sound. So 
Yeah, I was just uh, really happy for you that you're you're big time now. And uh, well, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. So. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate. It. Do you have a yeah. good fourth? I had a, yeah, I did. We didn't really do much yesterday. We went to the Chippewa Falls uh, uh, fireworks show Saturday night. Nice. It was great because it was just you know just it's five miles from my house to downtown. So I drove in, plenty of parking. I just pulled in and. And then Saturday was the best day ever because it was my daughter-in-law's birthday. But my my grandchildren were there, and um, they, my wife and my other son walked up to the park first. I had to get something on the car, and I come walking up. My granddaughter, she's four, she says, "Papa's here, Papa's here," and she she comes running to hug me. And then she said, "You gotta, Papa, you gotta sit by me because I love Papa." And I said, "Oh my oh. God, you know." All the all those stress of the world just melted away. Well, I think that's why I can't enjoy fireworks on the Fourth of July. Is I don't, you know, it's like Christmas when you're little. Christmas is magical, and then you get a little older, and the magic starts to fade. And then you have kids of your own, and and you get to enjoy it through the, through them, you know. And I am not yet to that point, Mike. Yeah, my granddaughter always has to sit on my lap while she's, you know, I'm sitting on the floor. and she always has to sit by me when she opens her presents. I want to sit by Papa. Uh. <laughs> okay. That's fine with me. Oh, <laughs> I'm the fun grandpa. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good fourth. I appreciate you. Thanks for the call, Mike, yeah. as always. Appreciate you, too. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Mike in Chippewa Falls. Yeah, thank you. Have an awesome night. Mike in Chippewa Falls, always rotating through the different speakers. I, uh, <laughs> you ever have a moment where you feel really poor? Uh, I was on Twitter today, and I saw a promoted tweet. One of the bands that I follow had a partnership with Macintosh Audio. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool looking speaker. I guess I, you know, I got a new apartment for myself. How much is this? Oh, $3,500. Okay, well, I'm going to bookmark that in case I come into some money. Maybe I'll maybe I'll come back. This is a moment where you feel pretty poor. I'm not poor, but I'm not $3,500 for a speaker wealthy. That's for damn sure. Let's take one more call before we take a break. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? I like this. Now you don't know who you're. Now you don't know who's at the other end of the line. Yeah, I know. I. Uh, it's it's a little bit tricky because callers can sneak up on us now. Hello, Dave. Are you gone? Dave, are you there? And we lost Dave. Well, call back. Take one more call before we go to break. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello. I hear you. All right. All right. Well, God didn't want us to have a call before we go to break. We really got to go to break. That's what the universe is telling me. We're back in three minutes on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Going to talk some NBA news. Probably around 5.30, whenever we run out of gas talking Brewers. Which, I mean, we've barely talked about what happened in the 10th and the 11th. I'm kind of waiting for someone to call in and say, well, why didn't Willie Adamas bunt? Why didn't they play small ball? I was ready. I was, I was ready to be up in arms. I was actually ready to fight Nelson this morning on over the line because I figured Nelson would be saying, well, they should have had Willie Thomas drop down a bunt and small ball and, oh, Craig pulled a pitcher too early. And instead I woke up and I turned on the show and he was talking about how the Brewers should call up Keston Hira. And I'm like, wait a wait a minute. I This is also a ridiculous take. 
uh, but not a ridiculous take that I was ready for. 608-321-1670. Let's go to Kyle. Kyle, are you in Stoughton? Is that the Kyle uh, that I'm thinking of? Kyle and Columbus. I called him once before. Kyle and Columbus. Sorry about that, Kyle. What's going on? It's all good. Uh, I, I do talk NBA, but... You want to talk NBA? Yeah. Oh, we I'm can absolutely about do that. Bringing Chris and Chris and Brooke back. So both of them. Yeah. I know on the morning show this morning there was doubt about Chris. Blah blah blah. Still Mistleton, man. That dude, he is a sharpshooter. Yeah, he was in a couple years. He, you know, it is what it is. Guys get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, All and, I, well, and I think before that, injuries he played every minute of every game for the past how many years? Well, and what's nuts, Kyle, guy. is that I think it was two years ago, before they went into the 2021 playoffs against the Bulls, I was singing his praises. It's like, we don't talk enough about how durable Chris Middleton is because look around the league, look how injured everyone is all the time. And then he got hurt against the Bulls and he hasn't really been right ever since. So maybe that's on me. Maybe I share some blame, but I, I'm with you up until th- this last year or so. Yeah, he was really healthy and available and it doesn't help. He hasn't really had a full off season until this year. So hopefully this works wonders for him. Well, and if you really watch him, he gets just abused and he doesn't get the calls and he takes a beating in most games. I mean, I don't know. I think he's the one that needs to be bringing the ball up the court, not drew, not Giannis, unless it's a fast break, then whatever. But yeah, Chris orchestrates the offense like, like nobody else. And he just knows the team and, Everyone that was doubting him coming back, I mean, come on. He's Milwaukee. I think and that was – he was always going to come back. I think people were maybe a little bit more uncertain about Brooke because Brooke was going to get big money from other teams, and Brooke hasn't been here alongside Giannis the whole time, and maybe he's not as much of a Bucks lifer, but they were able to keep him. I think maybe that's the, the player that folks were a little bit more uncertain about was Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you just watch the chemistry and the interviews and – I don't know. You watch all the locker room stuff and how these guys interact. They're so close. I mean, you know, I bet you no one wants to leave. But, you know, yeah, you can't pay everybody. But I don't know. I'm excited. We'll Same see. Well. New page, new coach. It's going to be it's gonna be an exciting year. I'm but the excited Brewers, as well. I love the Brewers. I love what they're doing right now, especially being down all of our pitching. I'm never in a spot with the Brewers that's like, Oh, they're going to win all. They're going to win it all. You know, my whole life. Yeah. You know, when they win, it's awesome. When they lose, I don't care. Wow. That's pretty much. They've my whole life. So (laughs) the expectations are just go have some fun. Play ball. I had fun yesterday, even though they didn't win. I appreciate you, Kyle. I want to get one more call in here before we hit 5 o'clock. All right. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Appreciate you, Kyle. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Ah, this would be Derek from Tremplo. Derek and Tremplo. Oh, Derek, what's up? Not too much there, buddy. I've got to apologize. I was the one that called like a week ago or so, and my voice did not work. Uh-huh. I was very sick. You pushed through it, so, though. You pushed through. You showed a lot of toughness. I tried there, buddy. Um, what I was calling about is Bob Euchard mentioned uh-huh. something about this time clock and how we ended up with a third strike from a time clock instead of a warning. I was kind of wondering how you feel about that because he's like, well, that could really affect the World Series if you're doing a time clock and boom, you're out. 
Yeah. Um, Got many opinions on that one, or? Well, I do. I think that's the perfect thing to talk about for the last two minutes before we take a break. I'm going to let you go in the meantime, Derek. I appreciate you, and your voice sounds a lot better. Thanks for the call. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, have a good one. That's our guy, Derek and Trumpolo. I love that he's conscious of the way that his voice sounds. This is my job uh, every day, and I don't pay that much attention to the <laughs> the way my voice sounds. Yesterday, the pitch clock was actually a big deal. Willie Adamas was really struggling with it because I think Cubs pitchers. We're wanting to move a little bit faster. And Willie Adamas kept turning around to Eric Bacchus, the, the home plate umpire, and saying, these guys are starting before I'm ready. I need to look at them before they start their motion. And then eventually the ump stepped in and said, no, 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 Willie's right. And I think they assessed whoever the pitcher was at the time, whether it was Azalea or Laboule or whoever whoever that was in the eighth or the ninth inning. I don't, I'm not schooled on my Cubs relievers. Okay, it's not like the Brewers have played the Cubs a million times this year. I don't have marquee in my cable package, which... I steal from my parents, so I guess it's not even really my cable package. I don't know the reliever that it was, but it became a factor, and the home plate umpire kind of had to get control of the game because neither side was happy. Neither side was happy about the strike zone either, so he was fighting a war on a couple different fronts. Eric Backus. <laughs> Nobody was happy with the home plate umpire yesterday. Uh, about the World Series point, and I didn't hear Bob Uecker's point that he made that Derek brought up, Derek from Trempolo. I think... It is it is a part of the human condition that we should try to avoid, if we can, where we have something that we're frustrated with, something that we don't like, and we blow it up and take it to its furthest conclusion, right? Like, oh, this pitch clock, this could be complicated. What if it happens in the World Series? Well, that's in October, right? Like, I'd like to think that we can get organized, we can get our ducks in a row, and and maybe we can police the, the fall classic a little bit differently. I, I don't know. We're always slippery slope. That's always the way that we are. So let's, let's, we can talk about the pitch clock, and it definitely was a thing yesterday, which something I hadn't really seen yet this year. Um, but we don't need to worry about the World Series. That's not till October. Let's take a two minute break, get an update. We're back after this. You know, Hap made great throws. I think that's where you got to start with those two plays, is he made two, two really, really good throws. Things got to go right still to score a guy from third with, with one out. Um, he made a good throw. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. was saying before we took that last break we are a uh, slippery slope franchise we, you know we have one small little complaint we have one small little concern and then we blow it up to you know the furthest conclusion we take it as far as we can take it and that being said you know jason lane i didn't like the call in extra innings yesterday and therefore i think he should be executed i think i think he should be fired and then publicly executed <laughs> publicly executed see there i just did it i i took a minor frustration and i blew it up and made it into the biggest thing possible. I'm kind of, I'm very indifferent on Jason Lane's decision-making yesterday. He could have held both of those runners. I would have been fine with it. He sent them both. I'm fine with it. Not a big deal. It didn't work out for the Brewers in extra innings yesterday. I don't think it's because some philosophical error from Craig Council or some organizational philosophy on how to hit or how to approach offense. It just didn't work out. And I think Craig Council basically said as much in his post-game press conference yesterday. I played you some of that audio. Coming up in a minute or two, I will play you audio from David Ross. 
just kidding. He swore too much, and I would have had to take too much time to edit it. So I will not be playing David Ross audio. Sorry, Cubs fans. I know. It's not fair. I, I wish it, the audio was suitable for presentation, but it's not. So blame your manager, not me. It's not me. It's not the F- FCC's fault. It's David Ross, who's not really all that good of a manager, as we've talked about. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Going to talk NBA news in just a little bit. And we talked a, a little NBA news with Kyle, who gave us a call from Columbus. Chris Middleton back. Brooke Lopez back, which feels like that news happened weeks ago. Well, it happened Saturday. We just haven't talked since Friday night because of the 4th of July holiday. Brewers took two of three from the Pirates. And the one game they blew on Friday night was because Matt Bush couldn't hold a two-run lead in the ninth because Matt Bush is the worst. So that shouldn't be all that all that surprising. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's talk to Ed in Madison. Going through lots of calls today. What's going on, Ed? Welcome to the show. Hey, my friend. Well, we're getting dumped on, man. It's pouring like cats and dogs out here. Really? The Brewers, yeah, somebody somebody tough. alert David Ross. The Brewers might be closing the roof now, and I, I don't want him to be surprised uh-huh. or, or confused. Yeah. <laughs> Worst manager ever. You're not, they not wrong. They can keep him. Isn't, it, isn't it hey. wild? Look at, look at David Ross and look at Craig Council. You would never, oh. ever guess in your life that David Ross played more recently than Craig. Craig Council was done in 2011. David Ross played seven years or five. He played five years longer than Craig Council. He played until 2016. That's nuts. Looking at the two, you'd never guess. Well, Craig's got street cred. He's got a ring. He's got two. He's got two rings. Count them. And David Ross, I guess, has one. He's got one. Oh, he does. Yeah, one one with the Cubs. That's the only reason he has this job is they won that ring in 2016. So true. Well, you know, I just had a thought. You were talking Bucks a little bit ago. Um, Brooks' brother is going to be in the fold. That's got to be encouraging. A little big man coming off the bench for his role. I love again. it. I I love it too. I bring love that, the Lopez start. Bros. I love them both. And if and if I can't get yeah. the perfect free agent, and if the if the Bucks aren't going to win title after title after title, I will at least enjoy watching the Lopez brothers play because they're hilarious. Yeah, so true. Um, my only take on the Brewers is. is um, I can't fault the decision process um, to try to win the game, um, but I would have liked him to maybe sit on that one in the last inning, uh, maybe keep him at third and not try to win the game. I know, the, I don't know, numbers maybe speak that you should try to send them, but that, that hit wasn't deep enough, and that's my only take on that. And my main man was at the game yesterday, and he said on um, the first one where they sent, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, who got out at home and they did the double? double Andrew Andrew Monasterio. Yeah, Monasterio. He hesitated from what I've heard from my inside source, <laughs> David Gasper. I, uh, I can <laughs> and, be another inside source that will tell you that it looked like he had never run from second base to home plate ever before in his life. He looks so uncomfortable and awkward rounding third base. Yeah, yeah. we needed Yelich in that in that in that that, that time. So yes, we did actually. That. That's a good he take. Yeah. Well, brother, um, thank you. Be safe out there, and um, I'll listen in more for the night. Yeah, I appreciate you. Have an awesome night. I guess that. Uh, I guess that it's raining cats and dogs. Bill was in Milwaukee today. He was at the Northern Lights Event Center right on the river and it was beautiful all day and then i saw a picture from him you know an hour or two ago and it was downpouring and man do we need it 
Oh, do we need it? Oh, God, we need the rain. I will never miss an opportunity to say that. Uh, I have something that I would like to rant about regarding the Brewers and their trade deadline strategy. And then I have a couple points that I want to make about NBA free agency and some of the big stories from the weekend. Other than that, I am perfectly fine taking calls and getting caught up with all of you because it's been since last Friday since we've talked. So I'm going to methodically make my way through some of these callers just one at a time. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Rick, if I'm the one that's in line. Yeah, Rock and Rick. What's going on? Well, I've been on hold quite a few times here, but this guy kind of said what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, when I coached my daughter's team, I used to tell her, I said, well, I told all the girls, I said, that when well, when they're running from first to third, they can kind of decide on their own a little bit what they're going to do. But when they're back to the throw, they have to leave that base and run the whole time like they're going to go home because that third base coach, he's assessing his player's speed, how many times it hops an outfielder, the outfielder's arm strength. He's assessing all that in a split second. And if you stutter step, that's all it takes is a stutter step and then restarting, mm-hmm. you, you lose like you lose 10, 12 feet on your on your running is you know compared to if you're running full speed. And I said you make the you make the coach look bad because the coach if he's sending you, all of a sudden you hesitate or guess his decision. You know you're making that coach look bad. So those players have to they have to run like they're going to run for home. And I mean, most of those third base coaches, they'll, you know, they'll go way down the line and stop the guy, yeah. you know, on a round. So anyway, that's all I was going to say is it might not be that is Lane, the third base coach. I've heard you say that name. Yeah. Times. Jason Lane. Yes. You know, it, it, there, there's a very good chance. If you go back and look at that video, there's a very good chance that because I was in a bar and we we're a long ways from the TV, but I think that one was about a three or four hopper. That first one where they, they threw it back to second and then got Owen Miller out at second, too. That, to me, the build of that guy, he looks like he should be fast enough. He should have been, he should have scored on that one. So I think there's a lot of times, you know, that they might be taken out on the coach when it, it takes just such a little bit of hesitation and second guessing on that, on those runners, you know, because anyway, I'm guessing that the coach made the right call on that first one. I don't know about the second one. Yeah, uh, we were I don't, um, I don't know if there was a perfect call to be made and rock and Rick, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your coaching wisdom. Have an awesome night. You too. Rock and Rick. Uh, and I think that my dad would have said some similar things about you got to make the outfielder make a throw. And that's something that I completely agree with and believe in. Like you need to make the outfielder make the play, right? That play is not a given, even for an outfielder with a good arm. That's not a given. That throw is not a guarantee. If it's just off even a little bit, the Brewers win yesterday and we're celebrating today and we're rejoicing today. And it's, you know, it's a matter of inches, right? Which is why sports are, are awesome is because those inches can sometimes make the difference. And today we're mad about this and that instead of celebrating. That's why I wanted to bring some of the positives. I was like, Hey, William Contreras actually had some great situational hitting for fans of small ball and Ramiel Tapia, much of the same. Like there were plenty of good things yesterday. The result just didn't end up for the Brewers the way that we wanted it to end up. I got a text here and this triggered me. It shouldn't, but it does. Uh, I told Mike and Chippewa Falls that I was in his neck of the woods uh, because I was driving from the Twin Cities back to Madison on 94. And this texter said, FYI, I-94 is nowhere near Chippewa Falls. Yeah, but it kind of is, though. 
Like what? Okay, 15 minutes away. 15, I'm sorry. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Mike from Chippewa Falls, if you're still listening, I was within 15 to 18 minutes of your town yesterday when I was on 94. There we go. Whoever text uh, that is. Now, sorry for being inaccurate. Jesus. Let's go back to the phones. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hi, Grant. Kent, what's going on? Hey, I want to congratulate you on your lovely show, Bill Michaels, and I'm glad, glad you love Madison. So, uh, looks like someone will have to take your own WWKTY, huh? huh? Uh, 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 um, um, I forgot your name. <laughs> Grant. Yeah. No, um, no, I think it'll be, man, it'll be, it'll be fine. I'm still doing the same show. It's the same job. I'm just, I'm in a different studio today is all. That's the only thing. Ken, I appreciate you. And Ken, I've known you the last couple of years, somebody who calls in and asks on Friday nights, uh, which high school teams are playing. And I've never once been able to give you an answer because for the most part, I don't pay attention for the most part. High school basketball. Yes. Big lacrosse central river Hawks fan here. On Alaska, I'm not anti on Alaska. They're a team I pull for when they're, you know, not playing against my Riverhawks. A little bit different than Wisconsin, Marquette, a little bit different. Kind of the same, but also not because screw Marquette. I also always cheer for them to lose. Uh, but, Ken, I've never once been able to accurately tell you which high school teams are playing. But I hope this fall you call and ask anyways because it's a, a fall tradition that I very much enjoy. One more call, and then I want to say some things about the Brewers trade deadline and the way they should handle it. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the show. What's up? This is Cone. What's up, Grant? Cone. You know what, Cone? Uh, so I'm in a different studio with a different phone. This phone has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This phone has nine different lines, and I can see them all. And this has just told me that for a couple of years, this is how the phone has been ringing, and that makes me a little bit sick to my stomach, but it's also kind of funny. Like, hey, if you want to get through, be a professional, time it up, and figure it out. And you've never had an issue, so I, I, don't, I don't know how you do it, but you've always made it work. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of casual sports radio callers out there that think just because they call in, they can get on. You know, you gotta you gotta build up some rapport with the host. Well, of you course. gotta get them to sit and just learn when to call at the right time. It's not that hard, guys. It's not rocket science. And speaking of rocket science, we are coming way too hard at Jason Lane. You know, after yesterday's game, I asked myself, would Ed Cedar have sent those runners? And I think he would have. Yeah. And that's that's good enough for me because Ed Cedar was a master at third base for years. Was he really, or did we just like him? I don't. Oh, here's here's what I want to do. Put this on the list. I got a piece of paper next to me. I'm going to find a guest next week during the All Star break to talk about third base coaching. Like I don't know who an expert in that is, but I want to have someone on and ask them questions about the art of sending versus holding and what a third base coach does. Because I don't know if Eddie Cedar was a good first base coach. I just knew he was here forever and he was kind of funny and we liked him. Yeah, I mean that's that's the third base though. Is like, do they even need to be good? I mean, if you're <laughs> you're deciding whether to send a runner or not. I mean, in yesterday's game, it is. I don't give the third base any crap. Because those were smart decisions. Look, this offense is putrid. You have a chance to score winning or tying go-ahead runners or whatever. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to make the defense, make the throw, like you know your dad would have said, or like the, I think Rock and Rick said. So I, I agree, hundred percent. I just I don't know. It, it it's a little tough for me. And look, the memes are funny. Like I saw some Jason Lane memes made me laugh. It's, it's fun to like commiserate as a fan base after a loss. 
I have a little bit of a problem with all Brewers fans all of a sudden saying how Jason Lane needs to be fired. Jason Lane, is no one has ever said Jason Lane's name before yesterday, with a couple of exceptions, obviously. But, like, I don't know. It seems like you wait to see how the play ends up. We wait for the result. Oh, he got thrown out barely. Well, now Jason Lane is a moron. What if that throw just goes slightly differently? Or maybe Monasterio doesn't stumble around third base, and then the Brewers win. I just, I don't know. I don't think there's a perfect answer. They chose to be aggressive instead of conservative, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, and if anything, Owen Miller should be buying Jason Lane a gift card to Starbucks right now because he has taken all the flack off of him for getting thrown out, trying to go for second, over sliding. I mean, has he ever slid into second base? That was a horrible slide. Yeah, and I don't think enough people are talking about that. I seriously think that the the thing that no one's talking about from yesterday's game is I think if Brian Anderson was playing third base, Cody Bellinger doesn't get that infield hit in the eighth inning. The Cubs don't go up six to two, and the Brewers win. But no one wants to talk about the value of Brian Anderson, who was reinstated this afternoon. So good news, Brewers fans. Yep, and uh, happy for Brian on having his uh, little boy or girl. Uh, haven't seen the news if, of which one it is, but. Happy for him to be back, and we we need him. We need his arm because he's got an absolute cannon. We just need someone to hold it down at third base. It seems like when Owen Miller's at third, he's not making these egregious errors, but it's like these plays where, man, I really like to make that play. Or when he's over at first, it's like, man, I, I would really love to be able to make that play, which is a, a weird reason why I think Rowdy Telez has gotten so much run and the Brewers haven't tried to do something else until today. Uh, they put him on the IL is because Rowdy Telez is a really good first baseman. And at the very least, he provides some value holding it down defensively in the run prevention unit, as Craig Council would say. Yeah. And to, to finish up with Rowdy, you know, I'm just coming off a bender of a weekend with the 4th of July. I wish I could go on the 10 day DL for <laughs> right arm soreness, inflammation, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So just make grant- up something. Happy for you to be in Madison. Congrats on the big move. Um, let's go Brewers because you're you're the constant reminder that the Brewers are playing good baseball yeah. for what they have, and we need to get that through people's heads. So thank you, Grant. Yeah, thank they, you, Grant. Thank you, Cone. Hashtag thank you, Cone. Have an awesome night, friend. Oh, there he goes. As Bill Michaels used to say, he drops off. You get on board. 608-321-1670. Just being in studio today for over the line in the morning, and then the Bill Michael show in the afternoon. The amount of people who have just added the phrase woefully late for a break, which has been one of the things that I, I remember Bill saying that years ago, long before I even worked in radio. Bill would be like, I'm woefully late for a break. I love that that has entered the lexicon of, of listeners and hosts. It's, it's grown bigger than Bill. It's just become a, a phrase that people use in Wisconsin sports radio, especially on, on this network. Like how things just... Uh, make their way into the lexicon like that. 608-321-1670. Cone drops off. You get on board, as Bill Michaels used to say. Let's take a three-minute break. I want to talk about Rowdy Telez, and I want to talk about the Brewers' strategy going into the trade deadline. Because like Jason Lane yesterday, I think the Brewers have two paths that they could take, and I would be okay with either of them. I would be okay with two different paths. 100%. I'm indifferent to both. I think they're both good. We'll talk about both paths that I was cooking up last night. The Brewers could do this, or they could do this, and I'd be down for either. We'll discuss that next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Push the envelope. Listen to Over the Line. Mornings from 6 to 10. 96.7 FM, 1670 AM. The Zone. 
Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you hanging out tonight. Hope you're having an awesome night. Brewers have another game against the Cubs tonight. I'm very excited. I just hope someone warns David Ross, Cubs manager. It's raining, so pretty good chance the Brewers are going to have the roof closed tonight. I just don't want David Ross to be caught off guard. I I know the whole idea of a retractable roof is it's a very big idea for his small brain, and he can't really wrap his mind around it. If it might rain, they might close the roof, David. Just warn warn you. I don't want you to be surprised when you get to the ballpark tonight. It looks slightly different than maybe it did yesterday. Uh, I have a list in front of me. If you have anything to add to the list, I would love your recommendations. Next week is the All-Star break, which is the quietest week of the year for sports radio because nothing's going on other than, well, the All-Star break, the Home Run Derby. And not only am I doing this show, but I'm doing Bill's show as well. So I'm going to have six hours a day of content to create. And uh, I'm trying to come up with ideas of things to talk about. One thing I wrote down, I want to talk to someone who's an expert in coaching baseball. What makes a good third base coach? Can someone help me understand that? What, like, what? We knew about Eddie Cedar for years, and he was kind of funny. And he's like, oh, well, I'm on the Wisco Sports Show, and I kind of talk like this. And I, oh, maybe I shouldn't have sent... Ricky Weeks around third, but he he came down the line with, with that look in his eye. I just didn't want to tell him no. And, like, he kind of sounded like one of us. I don't know if Ed Cedar was a third. He could have been an awful third base coach. I never would have known the difference. So I want to talk to a guest on, you know, what is it? what makes a great third base coach. So that's an idea for next week. Also, uh, something I've been following, there have been, like, an insane amount of shark attacks New York, California, like weird number of of shark attacks. So you take the shark attacks along with what's going on with the orcas. The orcas are all of a sudden attacking boats. What's going on in the ocean? Maybe we need to talk to a marine biologist next week. We could do that or talk about who's under more pressure, Matt LaFleur or Jordan Love. I think I'd rather talk about the ocean than talk about. I I don't need to talk about Jordan Love until week one. Honestly, if I didn't say a thing about Jordan Love until week one against the Bears, the Monday after the game, I'd be fine. I'd be 100% fine. I want to talk about the Brewers' approach to the trade deadline, but first, let's go quickly to the phone, 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant Bills. What's up? It's Big Joe. Hey, Big Joe. What's going on? Not much, man. How you been? I'm doing good. Um, I still don't have Wi-Fi hey, in my new apartment. Uh, the drain's hey, a little clogged. I, I need to go by Drano, but also, if the choice is make a special trip to go by Drano or just have some water on my feet in the shower... I've, right. I've up until this point been okay with my feet being wet in the shower, but we're getting to the point where I'm I'm going to need to go by Drano. So that's, that's kind of what's going on in my life. Any kind of water that you can get, man, whether it's what I mean, whether it's cold or warm, man. If you can get a good shower or whatever, man, it's all good. All right. I appreciate you. Everything's good with you. Good Fourth of July. Enjoy yeah, Brewers Cubs. Awesome, man. Went down with three of my best friends to Summerfest, and we saw a yellow card. And- they played the album Ocean's Avenue from front to back, so that's perfect. Oh, hell yeah. Big Joe, you're kind of an aficionado of, of certain eras of music and certain genres. I don't know if people give you credit for that, but I do. Just know that. People say my music taste is awesome because it's all over the place. So, well, and, and, and your sports takes can sometimes be all over the place as well, Big Joe, but that's why we love you. Exactly. Love, not hate, man. Love, not no, hate. No, uh, I'm loving, I love what the Bucks are doing in the free agency right now. I I do. I really like the Malik Beasley move. I think that that was a good signing. Uh, honestly, you know, you lost Joe Ingles, so God bless him. I mean, I hope he does well in Orlando, but it was one of those things with the Bucks. It was like, what did you ever do for me lately? He's just 
he's getting older, so I mean, you have a younger Malik Weasley, and he shoots the three well, so I'm happy with that. Uh, want to talk about the Brewers, though. That was the main reason for my call. So yeah. going into the scenario last night, I was watching the game with my stepdad, and we were talking about it, and we both said, you know, whatever happened to the days of small ball, you have a guy at second. Here's how I would approach the 10th inning now, Grant, in any game now. Okay. Literally, all you need to do is this. Bunt the guy, get him to third, hit a sack fly, game's over. Okay, Big Joe, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but that's basically what happened in the 11th inning, and they couldn't score. They got the guy at third with less and than will, two outs. I admit, though, they hit a sack fly. They were good throws. I, all I'm saying, it's not a guaranteed run. It's not guaranteed. That's very true, though. Yeah. It, it, it depends on the speed of the runner, who is running. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on the outfielder and how good their arm accuracy is. Who's at the I, plate, right? Is it someone who's who's likely to strike out or someone who's likely to ground it? Like, of course, there are all these factors. And I don't disagree with you, Big Joe. The problem that I have with some people is today they're saying, well, in the ele- they should have just bunted the guy over and then they're over there with one up. But we saw that in the 11th, and the 11th inning showed right. us that it's not a guarantee that that guy's going to well, score. Willie Adamas really saved us yesterday, though. I mean, that double play that he turned was awesome. That, that was, was phenomenal. Great. And Yeah, that runner, that runner at second, he had no clue. He, just, he was frozen. It's like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, he made a nice play with, with the leather. He threw it to second. It's like, you're, you're, you're me. You're toast. Yeah. So, I agree with so you. I mean, the thing that really hurt, obviously, yeah, that pass ball on Contreras, that really hurt. But we'll get him back tonight, buddy. I I have confidence of the Brewers will win tonight. I mean, this has been, honestly, Grant, it's been a hell of a series so far. All the games have been exciting. It's been fun to watch. And I, I agree. David Ross, is, he's colorful. And I, I do. I hate the Cubs with a passion. But it's just it's colorful to listen to his takes, man, because it's just funny. I don't know how I feel about – uh the Brewers' chances tonight. They're going against Justin Steele. Steele has been solid. I am in one of my fantasy leagues. He, he's, he's just the type of guy who's going to go eight shutout innings against this Brewers team. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong, but this is not a matchup that I feel great about. And Hauser that, versus Steele. You're talking about a lot of these guys with the bats, too. I just think the days of small ball and away are kind of dead just because these guys are like, oh, I'm making big dollar contracts, and I want to hit the long ball because that's what my contract says. Is, oh, if I hit X amount of home runs, I get paid this much. Well, Dude, if he can get a hit, they'll pay even they'll pay even more. I gotcha. No, I understand, Big Joe. I'm gonna let you go because I gotta talk a little trade deadline, and uh, I can I can build on some of the things that you just hey, said. My last my yep. last time I want to leave you though was too great. You were talking about third base yesterday. Would Roger Dorn have been a good third base option? <laughs> Probably better than Owen Miller. Yeah, that's not saying much. I also think that if we're being honest, Big Joe, and I appreciate the call, I think if Brian Anderson is over there, he makes that play in the win. And I also, I also believe a little bit that Orlando Arcia might have made that play in the top of the 11th. I'm just saying, I'm putting my arms up. I'm just saying, I feel like Orlando Arcia maybe would have made that play. Can't know for sure. Just something that crossed my mind. So I'm passing along. That's all the show is. Big Joe. You said something that, well, what happened to small ball? The days of small ball are over. It's all about the home run. Big picture, I don't disagree. Certainly the game is is a lot more home runs, a lot more strikeouts. There's an emphasis on launch angle, absolutely. I think that sometimes we overdo it, talking about how it's all home runs, how it's all strikeouts and what. Like, I don't know, the Brewers aren't even top half of the league in home runs. Yesterday, this is how the Brewers scored their runs yesterday. You ready? Bryce Terang single to right. Wilson Contreras reached on an infield single to catcher. Yelich scored on a throwing error. Go to the eighth. Telez singled to center. Weimer scored. Contreras to third. 
Adamas doubled to left. Contreras scored. Telez to third. Bottom of the nine. Yelich singled to center. Tapia scored. Contreras hit sacrifice fly to left. Terang scored. The Brewers played small ball yesterday. Really well. It really good situational hitting yesterday. Right? Now, it didn't show up when they needed it the most in the 10th or the 11th inning, but sometimes that's the way she goes. And I don't mean to just play this loss off as nothing. They did very well to fight back into the game. They showed some good situational baseball, some good situational skills fighting back. If one of those A.J. Happ or J.A. Happ throws is just a little bit off the mark, then they win. Yesterday is not some referendum on the way the Brewers play baseball. If anything, there were a lot of great indicators in yesterday's game, despite the Brewers losing 7-6. to Let's take a five-minute break. Uh, I'm going to cool it on the phone calls for just a couple minutes. Thank you to everyone who's called in. I'm just going to cool it. I need to rant about what I think the Brewers should do going into the trade deadline coming up in just a couple of weeks. There's two paths that I could see them taking. I like both. I like both paths. I will outline both paths next. Five minutes and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. is Grant Bills. I am addicted to this song right now. This is Donald Fagan. I didn't know he had a solo album. I saw one of my coworkers tweet about it last week, and I'm at work. I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'll listen to this. This is incredible. I've been listening to this album. I cannot stop listening to it. It's Donald Fagan. It's the Nightfly. It's the singer-keyboard player from Steely Dan. I'm addicted to this song. I'm not exaggerating. I'm getting such a kick out of this the last week or so. Anyways... You're like, Grant, we didn't ask. Correct, you didn't. But also, this is the quietest time of the sports schedule. I'm going to take some liberties over the next week. Okay, folks, like, (laughs) I'm trying to think of guests I can book and topics for next week that are a little bit outside of the the usual for sports radio. I'm going to take some liberties, okay? And maybe not everybody doesn't like every single topic, but I'm going to try to mix in some other things because... I can't do I can't do random Jordan Love. I can't I can't I can't do it. I can talk a lot of Brewers. I can talk NBA. I want to talk NBA free agency and some of the trade requests and and potential trades here in a few minutes. But I I can't do Packers right now. I just we've beaten it into the ground too much. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Going to quiet down the phone lines for just a couple minutes because I want to talk buy or sell or buyer or seller. It's buy or sell season, S-Z-N, because we're coming up on the MLB trade deadline. And buy or sell is always a very black and white conversation. I guarantee if you've seen friends or family members, you've met people at a happy hour after work, and you know, you're talking with your, your guy friends, you're talking with your, your friends who are sports fans, you're like, well, you think, you think the Brewers are going to be buyers or sellers this year? Well, what the hell do you think? Your name's John. Well, John, what do you think? The Brewers are going to be buyers or sellers this year? It's like one of the great small talk conversations between casual friends or or work friends this time of year and we always turn it into a very black and white conversation and it shouldn't be right there are levels to buying and there are levels to selling especially for a team like the brewers a team that can never quite decide whether they're all the way buying or all the way selling because every year they want another bite another bite another bite 
at the Apple. They're trying to sustain success, which used to be a model that we were all okay with. We were okay with the Packers sustaining success. We were okay with the Brewers sustaining success. And then David Stearns got too smart for his own good and came out and said publicly the phrase bites at the Apple. And then we all soured on the idea. Right. So buying and selling for a team like the Brewers, it's almost an impossible thing to wrap your mind around because the Brewers, in, 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 in theory, they should never be buying or selling. It should just always be maintaining because that's what the Brewers do. That's the strategy that they've elected to, to use. And the Brewers probably have too many needs to be legit buyers, big time buyers. Right. In a perfect world, they need a new third baseman. They need a new first baseman. They need a new D.H., you could always use another reliever. There's too many holes to just, well, we'll address a couple of things at the trade deadline. It's not the type of shopping spree that you stop on your way home after church. We were all familiar with what I'm talking about. You're headed home from church and, and dad leans over to the car. Uh, do we need any, do we need to stop and pick up anything for lunch? Do I, do I need to get a coleslaw dressing? Right. Do I need to get stuff for salad? Right. No, no, no. We're, we're not talking about, Oh, we're on our way home from church. Let's just grab a couple of things for lunch. No, no, no. I'm talking about overhaul like hundreds of dollars of groceries the Brewers would need to buy in order to truly be a top-of-the-line World Series contender. And that's okay. Because the Brewers probably deep down are hoping that Willie Adamas turns it around, plays his best baseball in the second half, which I think is an okay bet. I'm becoming a little bit more confident with Willie Adamas with every day that goes by. I think the Brewers are feeling confident that Willie Adamas has better baseball to play this year. I'm not sure they feel the same way about Rowdy Telez. I don't think they're confident that Rowdy Telez is going to play a much better brand of baseball, but they can hope. They can cross their fingers. And, of course, Burns hasn't pitched his best yet. We haven't even seen Woodruff or Ashby. There are players coming back from injury, or there are players who could play better baseball in the second half, and the Brewers are definitely banking on that, or hoping at least for that. The way I see it, the Brewers have two good options at the trade deadline. I would be 100% okay with either one of these strategies. Strategy number one, the Brewers do nothing. They do absolutely nothing. Hope for internal improvement from Corbin Burns. Hopefully to get healthy, Brandon Woodruff, Aaron Ashby. Hope that Rowdy Telez and, and Willie Adamas play better baseball in half number two than they did in half number one. Hope for enough internal improvement. You bank on the fact that the division is an elite and there's not another powerhouse in the division, and you simply try to get in. Simply try to get in, try to get experience for Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang. Maybe at some point Sal Freelick comes up. You just try to get those guys the experience. And Chuck Friedman, who does Locked on Brewers, joined Bill Michaels earlier today, and he basically said the phrase, they are learning the game at this level. They're learning what it means to play 162 games at the major league level traveling and seeing teams for a second third time right seeing pitchers multiple times adjusting to teams adjusting to you that's what joey weimer and bryce terang and eventually sal freelick that's what they'll need to learn and even one five game playoff series would be invaluable to those guys in year one and they would all be much better next year and the year after for it just get in just get in. Don't push any more chips to the middle of the table to try to get try to get to an NLCS or World Series. Just get in with the understanding that you probably won't make it past the first round. Just get in. Similar to the way that we discussed the Bucks at the end of the Jason Kidd era. Remember that? It's just like just get in as the eighth seed, just squeak in and get playoff experience for Giannis. Get playoff experience for Chris Middleton. Get just get experience. 100% would be okay with that approach. Now, the Brewers need to do it correctly don't come out and say it 
That was the mistake that David Stearns made last year, right? Well, we just want bites at the apple. Okay, not a bad strategy, but but you don't say that. You don't say that, David. So you keep you keep that deep down. You keep that in your heart of hearts. And the fans kind of know it, and you kind of know it, but there's a wink and a nod agreement that we're not going to come out and say it. Don't come out and say, well, we didn't want to spend any more resources. We were okay with losing in the first round. We just wanted to get into the playoffs and get some experience. That's okay. It's not a bad strategy. Don't come out and say it. If executed effectively and correctly, be very happy with this approach because then going into next year, maybe you trade Corbin Burns, you improve other parts of your team, you get some more prospects. Now Weimer and Garrett Mitchell's healthy and 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 Bryce Terang is a, a year in and he experienced some ups and downs and Sal Freelich's around and ready to go and we're another year closer to maybe getting some experience and some run from um, Jackson Cheerio. So I would be okay. I would be 100% okay. I think that's a good path to take. Don't give up any future aspects or assets, aspects too, but don't give up any assets. Just get in, get the experience. Would be 100% okay with that approach. The other approach, I'd also be okay with this. If Matt Arnold and David Stearns and everyone in the brain trust of the Brewers front office, honestly, in good faith, thinks that this team could get healthy and get hot in the second half and actually have a chance to make a run. Make a run and get to the CS, get to the World Series. Make an actual honest-to-goodness run. Okay, if you believe that, you got to trade for a first baseman. You got to. You, you don't need a third baseman. I'm okay to let it ride with whatever mosh pit of guys over there, Brian Anderson, Owen Miller, Luis Urias. You don't need to trade for a second baseman. I'll take my lumps with, with Bryce Trang. You don't need to trade for a right fielder. You don't need to trade for a DH. God, Rowdy Telez is just killing you. If the Brewers believe, honest to goodness, that they're a Willie Adamas hot streak away and a healthy Brandon Woodruff away and a Corbin Burns adjustment in the second half away from actually making a run, fine, go get a first baseman. Because the black hole in the middle of the lineup that is Rowdy Telez right now is just killing you. And I know he had an RBI single, I believe, in the ninth last night. I understand it. But there were ducks on the pond for him all day long. It looked like he was swinging a sword up there. I mean, he wasn't even close. He looked lost, right? If the Brewers, honest to goodness, think that there's any potential and potential worth trying to tap into that this team could go on a run, fine. Got to get a first baseman. All the better if you can get a first baseman that's part of the future plans, right? If it's a guy that you think can be the first baseman to pair with, you know, whatever the team looks like next year, Weimer, Terang, Freelich, Mitchell, Yelich, Contreras, who I'm real, I'm really starting to like him. Yesterday was so impressive. I just loved the way that he was hitting. When they needed good situational specific at bats, he gave it to the Brewers yesterday. I, I, I see this core coming together and looking pretty good for next year. And if you can get a first baseman this year to even boost your chances to try to make a run and then be a part of things next year, all the better. But I think that's the only worthwhile aggressive play at the trade deadline. If you think it's worthwhile to make any improvement this year, go get a first baseman because Rowdy Telez is just killing you right now. He just doesn't have it. And that's probably why they put him on the IL. Oh, your forearm's a little tight. Okay, well, let's address it. Let's get you 100% right going into the all-star break. We'll get some other players some run. But if if the Brewers, think, and Rowdy Telez could turn it around in the second half. I haven't heard a lot of enthusiastic messaging coming from Craig Council. I've heard it about Willie Adamas. Craig Council seems to think Willie Adamas will play better in the second half, and I'm already starting to see it. I, I actually felt some some bits of confidence with him yesterday in a couple spots. I don't feel that way about Telez. I don't think the Brewers do either. 
right? You don't have to cut bay with Telez. You don't have to get rid of him. But I don't want to be sitting there on August 20th with the Brewers looking like the tremendous team that we've always wanted. Burns is cooking. Peralta's cooking. Woodruff is cooking. Ashby is that middle reliever. Williams looks awesome. Council's got the rest of the bullpen whipped into shape. Yelich is an MVP. The young guys are, are pitching in. Contreras is the catcher we've wanted. And Rowdy Telez sucks. And you have no way to address that position because you held on to him and you stood pat at the trade deadline. That would break my heart. So if there is any sort of aggressiveness, if there's any ounce of any thought from this Brewers front office that the Brewers could actually go on any sort of run, you got to address first base because Rowdy Telez is just killing you. And he could very well turn it around and find himself in the second half. But if he doesn't, you're going to be too far into the season with no chance of getting another guy once the trade deadline passes. 608-321-1670. I want to talk NBA. Some big stories over the weekend. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show. Talk some basketball coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, last couple of minutes. I'd love to hit on some NBA things, but if we don't get to them, well, tomorrow's Thursday. NBA Lounge, anybody? Anybody? I'm there. I'm down. We'll probably talk more Bucks tomorrow because, and I've said this a couple times throughout tonight's show, I just, I don't have it. I don't have it in my, in my plums to talk about the Bucks right now. I have it in my plums to talk about the Brewers. I always have it in my plums to talk about basketball, but I just, I, 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 I the Packers content machine in my brain, it's like a boat that's been winterized. It's got shrink wrap over it. All the grease has been drained out. We'll fire it back up when the time comes, but it's dormant. It's not currently operating. It's stored with shrimp, shrimp rack in a, in a shed, and it's been put away, and it's not coming out anytime soon. So we'll, we'll bust it out when it's springtime, and when it's time to take the boat and put it in the water, we'll, we'll take the wrap off, and we'll get it going. But that part of my brain is, is shut down. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who is this? Hey, this is Tony from Texas. Tony, what's Tony, what's going on? Oh, are you at the, are you at hey, the club? I'm about, to, about to pull into the stadium here, Grant, and I had to listen to a Grant rant. That's what I'm calling that last segment, a Grant, Grant rant. Well, a little, little oh. bit of a monologue. You know, we've had a lot of phone calls. Every once in a while, you just need to slow down and, and rant about Rowdy Telez. What can I say? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm pulling in here, and I see an Anthony Rizzo jersey. I'm getting sick. Jeez. Are Rangers, who do the Rangers play tonight? No, it's a it's a Cubs jersey. Oh, you're in Milwaukee. Are Cubs fans really that game. bad? I I, I hear a lot of Brewers fans are like, well, Cubs Cubs fans are just so classless. I can't stand to be around them. Man, I've watched a guy pull out his you know what and piss all over the concourse with a Brewers jersey on. It's all sports fans. Oh, I've got so many things to hit you up right now. I I got Pewaukee Lake and and Lake Michigan. No sharks, Grant can confirm that. Okay. Uh, also, terrible take on the roof. I'm I'm with David Ross. I grew up in the 80s in the Metrodome. Some of your old baseball fans will remember this. The Twins were known for turning on these air vents. Euchre would complain about it, and these air vents would help the Twins hit home runs. Look it up. I'm telling you, there's some gamesmanship going on here. I mean, we're talking about Christian Yelich stealing signs. Ryan that's Ross, never been proven for, wait, 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 wait. we can Ryan joke that's Come that is on. nothing that's so different that's so di- that has nothing to do with this the stadium the same organization. 
but it's not it's not the same it's not the same yeah, those aren't connected cubs perspective i could see how you got pissed off well the That's cubs what... hey if the cubs want to put a retractable roof over their stadium they can do with it what they want that's how it works it's a know your park situation well okay so there was some rain it was like 30 minutes away i know because i was in Pewaukee. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that there is some kind of little gamesmanship going on in Milwaukee and Chicago, and I'm all for that. Why not? It's great, great theater. So, the, yeah, so so why are you on David Ross's side? There's a little gamesmanship. Remember when the Cubs canceled the game? It was a sunny day, and they're like, eh, we exactly. got in late. I totally remember that. I'm, I'm just saying Ross had a point, just like us Brewer fans have a point. And you know what? Let's go kick their ass today. I hate the Cubs. I want to win. I'm just, you know, come on, Grant. Let's, let's go get a W today. All right. Where are you sitting? Uh, I got I got good seats, Grant. Come on now, you know how we go. Well, I, Eighth I, row. I don't doubt. Eighth row, oh. section one twenty. Look for me. Section one twenty. I invited Cone Roller. You guys actually working for once? What's hey? Cone works a lot. He's always on the road. He's a traveling man. He's a salesman, right? That's right. That's right. Hey, NBA news, really quick. Who do you got in the East and the West right now? If there's no other trade, uh, I'm thinking Denver, and I'm thinking Denver, and uh, I, I go Denver Bucks. Uh, Denver Bucks is the easy answer. You know what? I really like the Lakers too, though. Everyone, we're I not, like we're, we're all going to say the Nuggets because they just won the title. And of course, but it's not normally the same team two years in a row. I thought the Lakers had a really good week. I, I, I agree with you, Grant. And look out for OKC in the next few years. That team's growing something there. They are, but there are a lot of teams that are, that are where OKC is right now. And they never get off the ground. Like we thought the same about the Pistons last year and they went the other way. So I, I understand. I get it. Yeah, but. And Orlando. And, and lastly, Grant, this playing tournament, stupid, bad for the NBA. Don't like it. I don't know why they're doing it. So I saw they announced it, and I – so I've been on air. I haven't seen details. It's going to be in Vegas, I saw? Yeah. Let me pull up Woj's tweet. If it's just getting the teams together in Vegas for a midseason tournament, but that would be fun to go to. It's going to look different on TV. It would break up a very long, monotonous season, don't you think? Well, I guess if you just want to get the boys together and go watch some NBA games and gamble and get into a bunch of shenanigans, hey, that sounds fun. But as far as basketball, I don't know. Well, let's not act like a random Tuesday night game against the Pistons where everyone's resting is like that's not the pinnacle of quality basketball. I don't know. I I I think it's they're trying stuff for the sake of trying things. And that's fine. But I'm 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 okay with it. Yeah. The new in-season tournament final four set for December 7th and 9th in Las Vegas. Statistics will count for the regular season except for the championship game. Okay. All right. Hey, and I got to agree with our caller there, uh, Vagabond John there. You do sound a little different, a little bit more professional, maybe a little bit more crisp. Well, I have a polo shirt on today. You sound like you dress. That's what they say in this business. I do have a polo on today. Oh, Bill Michaels effect. I like it. Wow. Everyone raises it. He's the tide that lifts all boats, don't you think? Just don't get married too early. Take some lessons from Bill. (laughs) Anyway, I will see you later, Grant. Great talking to you from the uh, great city of Milwaukee right now. I'm I'm in Milwaukee, but I do not see a quick trip. No quick trips nearby. There aren't any quick trips in Milwaukee. Appreciate you, Tony. Have a good one. All right, buddy. See you later. Go Brewers. Enjoy the game. Yeah, I saw, I guess, you on on Twitter that you were in Milwaukee. I just assumed you were at a Ranger game because you are Tony in Texas, after all. Can't believe Cone didn't want to go. What the heck? He had to work? That makes... That makes one of them, one caller on the show who has a job that takes up their time, I guess. If if I could choose another path in life, it would be to stop doing sports radio only so I had time to call and harass and be a contributor as a caller to other sports radio shows. 
That's the one drawback about this job of doing sports radio is it limits my time to listen and interact with sports radio. Like, I would love to be a prolific caller to many different shows and many different stations. I don't have the time because, you know, I'm, I'm taking calls from prolific callers who call other shows and other stations. Enjoy Brewers Cubs tonight. Tomorrow, NBA Lounge, we'll talk about some of the NBA stories we didn't get to tonight. Hopefully the Brewers win. Justin Steele on the mound, though. I don't love that. Go Brewers. Talk to you tomorrow at 4.